Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today we are covering What If, first episode of, I believe, 10 episodes of What If, this one, Cap What If Captain Carter Were the First Avenger. Today I'm joined by King Cobb. Oh Snap. Marcelie Jean Pierre. Oh Snap. Oh, yeah. And Michael Henley. Oh Snap. It's my British um, accent. That's terrible. Let's let's never bring it up again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marcelie, for interrupting the uh, the echo. I didn't realize it was coming. Yeah, I had at least three more. <laughs> Damn. That's... Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll cut the uh, the beginning ones and then I'll just add them to the uh, the end. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. I'll fix it yeah. in post. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. I barely edit this as it is. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, we're here to discuss what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger. But before we get to that and our first impressions, I do want to say congratulations to Rob Alessiani uh, on the birth of uh, Rebenak, Louis Alessiani to Rob and Katie, I should say. Uh, Katie, who has done the podcast as well. So congratulations to them. And yeah, I guess yeah. that's a good reason to not do the podcast tonight since, you know, you just had a, a baby yesterday. I mean, so. I, mean <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, so he will join us somewhere between uh, the next podcast and 18 years from now. <laughs> All righty. So uh, I want to start with Keen for the first impressions. And I'll tell you exactly why I'm starting with you, Keen. I usually don't give reasons why I start with people, but... I'm going to give a reason this time. I know you to be an avid viewer of animated series. So I am particularly curious what you think of this show. Uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and you're a big ass kid, so I want to start with you. <laughs> you're a man child. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, yes, I'm a man child and I'm finally <laughs> learning to accept it and I'm okay with it. Uh, but I mean, wh whether I was first, second or third, that was one of the first things I was going to bring up is the fact that uh, this shit is fucking gorgeous. Like mm -hmm. the way that like it, 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 they're doing a really cool thing with the animation where it's like they look enough like the, the um, live action counterparts but not exactly. Right. So there's like room for interpretation. Um, and I don't care how this sounds, but uh, I keep wanting to call him Winter Soldier. Uh, Bucky looks like a fucking uh, Disney prince. Honestly, yeah, like, yeah, he does. When they were fighting, when they were fighting at the castle or whatever, like near the end of the near the end of the episode, I kind of like took a step back. I'm like, and I was thinking about this at work. This style is like eerily similar to like '90s uh, Disney classics, like <laughs> very, very close. Like the not too crazy. Like Disney, the the, the those Disney films had a lot of um, mis or disproportioned bodies. Like if it was a big guy, like really, really big, if it was a strong mm -hmm. muscle guy, mm -hmm. no legs and huge mm -hmm. shoulders. <laughs> well, this is way more realistic. Like the 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 lines and the faces and stuff is just really really good. Um, I had a crush on the actress that played uh played uh Agent Carter, and thanks to this, I'm gonna have an act uh, a crush on whoever en ends up playing <laughs> the live action version of this uh, version of, of yeah. Carter. Um, yeah, the the story was great. Um, I've only read like I wish Rob was here for this part, but like I only read like maybe like one or two of the actual comics of What If. And it's so crazy how like one tiny thing changes everything. Mm -hmm. And I haven't watched 
uh, Captain America since last summer when I when I tried to go through and rewatch the whole the whole uh, saga, and I forgot she decided to go up in that room, and when uh, I think Awatu Awatu he when he said this is the difference this is the change in the story when she was like and uh, Steve stepped like no she's here she's in the room and they they say you're allowed in the room so much in this that like uh i i wonder by her being her being um this is why i wish a woman was on this on the show uh i wonder how much that would affect how women are taken or how women are looked upon in this universe to have mm-hmm. such a strong a strong uh hero that won the war basically for for us and for for the world um to for that to be a woman and the fact that they were able to 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 pick at different little jokes and callbacks to the original movie like when when she saved bucky and he was like oh man i almost <laughs> lost my arm <laughs> <laughs> a little tongue and so cheek. on the nose <laughs> and, uh, another great one was when he was trying to pick steve up and he was like come on you ain't got all day um and uh when they even and his small stature she wanted that dance like that was a real thing between them and like i don't want i didn't think this was going to hit me in the feels but this is only the first move the first episode the rest of them are are, they will too so i i you know i love this i love every Mm -hmm. bit of it cool uh marceline uh, I don't know how to follow that, but I enjoyed <laughs> it as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was great. I, I thought it was like, I guess my first impression is that it was really fun. Um, I had a, re- a great time watching it. Um, and I kind of do wish that I could just like watch all the episodes straight uh, on this one um, rather than yeah. wait every week. But uh yeah, because it, it kind of feels like that type of show where you, you could just binge it and enjoy it um, for as long as you have time. But I I really did enjoy all the animation, every single nod that they had to the movies previous. Um, it's really cool that, that they like animated so closely so many um memorable shots from mm-hmm. like the original movies like the original captain america um and i think they they laid it out in a way that isn't like too foreign um i guess for for the fans and then that's pretty still it's still like generally in well informed uh, or informative enough for people who aren't familiar with all the films um or with people who may have just seen the films uh, some of the films like one time and might might have forgotten things like they do a good job of like kind of recapping things um and uh and yeah like keen had said having a lot to uh jeffrey wright like straight out lay it out like this was the moment that deviated from the last uh movie and, and this is the moment that changed everything mm-hmm. um that was all that was really dope yeah and and agent carter or captain carter is such a badass and i i love the fact that um with the animation, they're able to do certain stunts and certain, um, uh, I guess, action uh, that they wouldn't necessarily be able to pull off, or it would be pretty difficult for them to pull off in live action. Um, like some of those fight scenes were so dope, oh. and um, and I couldn't help but think when Steve still ended up like getting 
her. <laughs> I was like, man, he his little ass can't handle all that woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially after the serum. <laughs> yeah, I was like, goodness yeah, gracious, seriously. what is he gonna do? <laughs> but it was it was very it was it was definitely heartwarming to see that uh you know it was all about the personality and not the muscles for Steve mm-hmm. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Michael. Um, I liked it. I, I, I had fun with it. I feel like I'm going to be a little bit less enthusiastic than everybody else. And that's just because I felt like I, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was very fun. I feel like the only problem I had, well, for the animation is gorgeous, like you said. And I, I like the fact that it's, you know, riffing on that original movie, but it doesn't feel like it's always kind of too straightjacketed by that original movie. Like it goes for like visuals and everything, you know, Marcel, like you just said, basically with like the, you know, the, the uh, action sequences are much more robust basically. And, uh, and uh, Red Skull's castle looks cooler in animation than it does in live <laughs> action. It's just true. Mm-hmm. It's just true. Um, I wasn't, I, I was kind of mixed on the actual dialogue stuff basically, because it looked slightly weird and awkward um but i mean i thought the action was first rate i think what my i i don't want to call it an issue basically because i enjoyed it very much but i feel like this episode i want them to get weirder with it because this episode because it's so much kind of a remake of that first movie just with uh peggy carter plugged in to uh just with her the roles reversed more or less basically it just couldn't help but feel that it was kind of on fast forward. And that kind of, so I, I guess my biggest criticism is that it was just good enough that made me actually kind of resent the fact that there wasn't a lot more of it because you're <laughs> squeezing basically a two hour yeah. movie into like yeah. a half hour special. So it felt more like bullet points to me. Like I wanted Peggy like testing her powers and like figuring out her powers and all that kind of stuff. But because it's half an hour, it doesn't really have time for that. I wanted more of Red Skull's plot. I wanted more of this. I wanted more of that. I wanted more of all of it. Um, so, and I feel like, they would have more freedom the more they deviate from uh you know the like like the the next episode you know from what i hear about it basically that sounds like a, that, a like an even better hook because it just feels like well now you can just kind of do whatever like that sounds like awesome basically um so yeah um but i i, I did really like this and i thought this was really really well done um yeah i had fun with it great uh i really really liked it liked it a lot uh, from beginning to end, I was I was in right from uh, what is what's his name? Owatu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. God, can you pick a better person to narrate this? I shit? No, <laughs> no I, 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 I disagree only in that he's so good at narrating. But the minute Jeffrey Wright's voice showed up, the minute, the, the minute I went like, oh, now we're never going to get a, like a live action MCU movie with Jeffrey Wright in it. That's, uh, that's a true. bummer. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, he's mm. just so damn good like I, I right from the first like bow i was like okay yeah. i'm in i'm in uh and then at the just it's first impressions but it's skipping to the end but just for for i am the watcher and it's like all right <laughs> <laughs> i got chills uh so yeah there's that and the, yeah we talked about the animation how 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 great it was it really was super fluid i really enjoyed the way everything everything looked uh to michael's point uh can't could it, you can do anything you want why are we redoing this movie i think we're gonna have a pattern with this much like we had with wandavision it's going to get increasingly yeah. more weird oh, as yeah. the uh, series I, goes I, on and we're starting I, I, in a familiar place 
I, yeah. I was I was talking about this right after I finished watching. I was just like, I think they picked this episode for a very deliberate reason to be the first one. This is the one yeah. that's kind of the most connected and like within like the realm of like the movie it's riffing on. And now they're mm-hmm. going to go more bonkers with it. Yeah, that's what I, I assumed, because out of all of the storylines that I think I'm aware of, this seems to be the most grounded and the most connected to to the actual movies um because like what you're doing with this one really is just flipping two characters that are already in this world or already in this story um whereas the other ones are like taking you know a main character from one world and putting him in you know in the ravagers right you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. putting t'challa with the um uh with the guardians is like completely bonkers you know and then mm-hmm. you have like zombies and you know do- our dark doctor strange it, it just it just <laughs> goes way way left so i think like for sure it, that that's the case and mm-hmm. um it's like just like slow slow feeding until yeah. you know until the end especially since we have um you know i think nine episodes right uh, yeah i think it's oh. nine more i think it's nine more nine more oh, oh wow. is it 10 total, yeah, I think total. It's 10, so yeah. oh yeah yeah, That's we're doing awesome. this shit into October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we got we got some time. We got some time to, to breathe with with this one. Uh, yeah, I mean the other first impressions. Yeah, uh, Keen texted this. Uh, Peggy's a beast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a beast. Um, and already a bad. She was already a badass. It wasn't like Steve Rogers, who was like um, you know tiny scrawny guy going up and like yeah. oh, I just want some muscles. Uh, so was, Peggy was already. <laughs> already a badass and then just comes out uh just throwing <laughs> dropping elbows and shit you know yeah probably my pointed out my best my pointed out on twitter that like she captain carter might be better than captain america for that what you for what you just said the fact that like mm-hmm. uh with steve you were dealing with like uh i'm gonna call him a dilapidated uh, a, a slightly <laughs> uh smaller disabled like uh body when she mm-hmm. was already able-bodied, already in the military longer, so she knows mm-hmm. even more moves. So like, so those fight scenes, like she like kicks him in the in the wall, caught him, and then threw him again. Like it was she, oof, yeah, it was like wild. video game shit. Yeah, she was learning on the learning her powers on the job rather than like learning her skills on the on the job. Mm-hmm. She yeah. had yeah. the skills, uh, and then like when she kind of hit the car, she's like, oh, that was brilliant. Uh, let's try it, <laughs> try it again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also taking a little bit of a risk, Peg. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> One of your first moves is stopping a car. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, other than than that, uh, I'll leave my first impressions uh, to the rest of the... To agree with what everybody else said. Uh, so it's one story, uh, a story that we are familiar with, with one minor deviation uh, that Steve is still there, but he is not Captain America. Captain America is, in fact... Peggy Carter. Uh, so what what thoughts do you have uh, that we've not already discussed or you want to go more in depth? Um, I, uh, I think one thing that stood out and I, I know Keen mentioned it uh, is just like the I guess the the topic of the misogyny that's like weaved through this mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and how Peggy's character is able to combat that and like um, persevere in spite of it. Um, it's, it's, it's cool because like, you realize, like, I I like the way that they framed it, having Howard Stark, um, make it so urgent, you know, like somebody has like, we can't waste all this money. We can't waste this serum. Like there's just a small window, uh, where we're going to be able to, to, you know, create a super soldier. So 
and poor Steve is shot up on, you know, on the ground and, um, and you know, he's not able to do it. So Peggy just hops in there and it's like one of those things where, uh, you know, somebody had to do it and Howard wasn't willing to. So Peggy stepped up and then we see the results. And even even after she has all these powers, she is uh, super upgraded and leveled up. She's still getting disrespected um, by that 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 same dude. Um, I can't remember his, his character's name, but um, Flynn. Yeah, Flynn. So, yeah, yeah, played brilliantly, I must say, by Bradley Whitford. Um <laughs> Because I went back and watched, or not watched, because uh, I knew the voice, but I couldn't quite mm-hmm. pin it. So I went back and looked at the uh, the voice list, uh, and yeah, Bradley Bradley Whitford uh, as uh, General Flynn or uh, General Flynn from that world. Thankfully, yeah, not the one from great, this one. <laughs> yeah, great guy. <laughs> yeah, such an asshole. Uh, he plays just that. His voice alone is just such a great piece of shit. <laughs> whiny, whiny asshole too. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Colonel John Flynn. Yeah. That's Colonel, Colonel Flynn looking at it now. Um, yeah. Other thoughts on the general misogyny of things? Yeah. Um, I mean, yep, oh, go ahead. no, go. You're good. I was, no, I was going to say, uh, Mars basically said it for me where, uh, I was going to say how much of a jerk that guy was. And he kept mm-hmm. saying like, you're lucky you're in the room. Da-da-da-da. And at the, at the very end where she turned it on him, like, yeah, you're lucky. I allow, I, I'm allowing you to be here. Mm-hmm. Cut the shit. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. do this. Save Steve. Shut up. So that was dope. Yep. Uh, Michael? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I thought that was kind of, you know, nicely weaved throughout. And like it kind of it kind of caught me a little bit off guard, not because misogyny caught, catches me off guard, uh, <laughs> but because it wasn't it's not so much a factor in the movie itself in the movie, because which I rewatched recently, basically, like kind of nobody cares that Peggy's a woman, basically. And this like and it's it's not invalid. It's just kind of a, a flip the script kind of different side of it. But like the minute she becomes Captain America, like the misogyny kind of really, really rears its head. And it's just like that's very deliberate like that's 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 you know kind of neat as i think about it you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure it's it's similar to kind of like how they they talked about um the topic of race in falcon and winter soldier it's like yeah. um i don't think that anybody has an issue with uh with falcon you know being black but once if it's captain america then it's like eh, you know we're, we're gonna turn some heads here so mm-hmm. um there's just a uh uh, I guess a, a pedestal that that mantle is put on, um, you know, and and because it's supposed to represent America, um, you know, it's like, all right, well, the, if it's supposed to represent America, uh, then it got to be a white dude. <laughs> yeah. It, Although I, I, I was, a, did, did they call her Captain America? I know she calls herself Captain mm. Carter a bunch. Do they call her because, yeah, I feel like they sidestepped that if only because. Well, she's British, so she can't be. Yeah, that's, America. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask. Like, uh, it because like, uh, like Marsh said, as far as like, uh, they were kind of like up in arms of of um, of Falcon having having the the shield. Would that be a factor as well? Not only her being a woman, but not her being British. When this was like an American, well, it was an allied situation, but still mm-hmm. like an American ran kind of um, kind of deal, and she was just in on it. So is that like a would that be like another another part of them being so shitty towards her, her not being American? Because like I don't know if y'all noticed it, but I feel like the shield and the and the um and the I'm gonna say the costume and the uniform is still the Captain America shield and uniform. Mm-hmm. It's just that like Stark went and like did like last second uh 
changes and fixes, like putting uh, what was it? What's it called? Something Jack Union Jack Union on your chest plate mm-hmm. instead yeah. of the star. Yeah, and then uh, that's still the shield. They just like I said, slap Union Jack over a star. I mean, yeah. so I don't know. Do we know? Maybe you got to do with citizenship. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or maybe it's just a message that like, hey, immigrants built America, you know, kind of. Kind sure. Of, yep. yep. Uh, and you don't have to be born here to love the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Plus, there's there's already a Captain Britain, which is I think a cool <laughs> yeah. thing. The fact like one, I think they purposely did not name her. Or anyone call yeah. her Captain Britain? And even though they're not calling her, I'm almost positive the sword she picked up near the end of the movie. Is the same sword Captain Britain uses. Like I'm not sure if it's like oh, Excalibur or anything, but okay. I'm almost positive that's the sword he uses. So the fact mm-hmm. that she has that with the shield is like a whole nother level. So dope. I'm sure new rock stars will let us know. I know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that sword was actually Elendio. <laughs> pulled from the shards of Narsil. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. And now the Lord of the Rings is now in the MCU. And my axe. <laughs> uh any other thoughts um i was so so first of all was was anyone kind of slightly distracted at least at first by the voices they got versus the voices they didn't get um to play yeah not necessarily because i thought that was the bad i thought that is Sebastian Stan, right? It or was no? Sebastian Stan, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not Chris Evans. Nope. Right. It's no. okay. uh, Josh Keaton. Skinny yeah. Steve okay. credited as Skinny Steve Rogers. Skinny Steve Rogers. <laughs> we didn't even see like non-skinny Steve Rogers in this one. Why did they have to call him in IMDb Skinny Steve Rogers? I know, right? Skinny Steve Rogers. <laughs> skinny Steve Rogers. <laughs> Come on, IMDb. <laughs> no, I watched... Uh, I, he's named that in the episode, too. It's not just IMDb's fault. They, 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 oh, they did it. That was a choice. Skinny Steve Rogers. He's just Steve Rogers. And that's the whole point of this episode, you know? Right. All right. Anywho. Uh, yeah, they um, even got Toby yeah. Jones... They Toby did get Jones. Toby Jones. I was excited about that. They did not. I, I I thought it was kind of funny how quickly they killed off uh Tommy Lee Jones' character from the first movie because they're basically mm. just like, look, we're not get look, look, we're why why even try? No, we're not doing that. Yeah, speaking uh, but they of got, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, but they got Stanley Tucci back for like one line. Yeah, the Tooch, I thought it was crazy. The Tooch was back. Yeah. Uh they did not get um uh what's his face? Uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, Hugo Weaving. No, uh, yeah, we got uh, yeah, oh, the other the, guy though, Ross yeah, Marquand. that's the guy that replaced him, yeah, yeah. Ross yeah. Markhand from Great Impressionist, Walking, Walking, Walking Dead, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do want to correct myself, it was not Elendio, uh, that is the the light of Elendio that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that um, uh, what Galadriel gives uh, Frodo, what I meant to say was Andro, which was the sword given to. Um, Aragorn, son of Arathorn, which was forged from the shards of Narsol, given to him by um, Hugo Weaving. So, sorry, yeah, just so go ahead and there. erase I'm, your I'm, comments, I'm, people. I'm, I'm really glad you. I'm really glad you said that because for the fat, past two minutes, there have been ten people out there who are fucking furious. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna keep me up at night. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was gonna be worried about that. And since I uh, brought up Lord of the Rings myself, I will, of course, plug the Lord of the Rings podcast to come, which is officially titled The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast coming in October to the Crossroads Comedy Theater Podcast Network. All right. Moving on to this show. Oh, snap. An MCU podcast. Um, any other thoughts about the uh, the people's people's voices? 
not necessarily the, the well what was it what was another voice uh, is that i'm not sure if, the, if they got the same person to play peggy carter awesome um uh, i'm glad they they picked up uh what's his name dum dum dugan that's that's uh, the guy yeah uh neil mcdonough yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 um yeah, so it was just especially because I think it was the Chris Evans stuff that threw me a lot, especially because there was so yeah. much Steve in yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, it did feel like slightly just like, oh, this is off-brand Steve. Uh, feels feels weird. <laughs> yeah. Feels weird. This yeah. should feel like just right enough that it feels wrong. Instead, this just feels so wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, because um, <laughs> he does sound himself when he's skinny Steve Rogers, right? In the movie, yeah. he, he doesn't yeah. like oh, yeah. his he voice absolutely doesn't does. change yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, no. nope. Yeah, it doesn't go deeper. You know? <laughs> nope. He's not like, oh, geez. <laughs> Gee, Willikers. Oh, geez. I sure love to go out with you, Peggy. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on then. Any other uh, thoughts about the story in general? I mean, it is kind of cool. We see how, th- how things might have progressed with that. Uh, the tentacles, the big monster coming, coming in. I had like yeah. real, like, like that was like, that was the kind of thing where it's just like, whoa, like, Red Skull loses the Tesseract and he like takes it up like 10 notches. He's basically just like, I'm going to bring in a monster. I'm going to bring in like a, a tentacle monster. <laughs> yeah. Like this Please. is some Hellboy shit. Like this is crazy. I mean, that's what happened. Not to that extent, but that's what happened to him when he, when he activated it in the movie. Mm-hmm. As soon as it, it's just like, true, oh, yeah. I'm using it. And it's like, yeah. all right, in the space now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he his fate just like no matter what i guess yeah. in every universe red skull just like mm-hmm. kicks the can <laughs> yeah classic final destination yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm a little upset that i'm not because sh- like um i love seeing the hero one i love it Mwah, beautiful i love seeing the heroes one but there's a part there's a part on the train when sebastian stan was saved and then uh steve found out it was a booby trap and in my brain, I was like, oh, shit, is Steve going to be the yeah. Winter Soldier? That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, it's and even then, in my notes. Did anybody else think that Steve was going to be the Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> and then when that didn't happen and it kind of like resolved this stuff, like she's she's in current times now and poor <sighs> Steve wasn't built to survive as long as Peggy did in like the real version. So Steve's probably oh, like true. long, long yeah. gone. But yeah. Um, now I'm like, all right, shit, is there a Winter Soldier in this universe? Mm-hmm. And in this story, I'm assuming, I, I hope I hope they, they, they pull Loki in at the very end so, like, everybody, like, converges. But mm-hmm. is all of this happening on the same, in the same world or same universe? Or are these all separate universes that all get, like, brought together after the Nexus event of, uh, what's name dying? Of, um... Sylvie kill, killing um, the the one who remains. Yeah, I feel like that's a because like my vision of it, which you know has maybe nothing to do with their vision of it whatsoever. <laughs> um, but my vision of it was just like each separate universe gets like one branch off point and that's it and everything's totally different so like if their universe is doubling up on it that's not quite matching what i thought but i mean it's entirely possible you know especially for like these unrelated events where like uh yeah sure there's two i i'm very curious about that especially because they have to be building to a point where <clears throat> these people meet each other and i wonder how that happens yeah yeah it was cool to have uh you know peggy go through that portal um you know where uh Nick Fury and, and Hawkeye were at. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, it, it was, it's cool to see that be like the first step. And I'm very curious. Um, and I'm assuming that they're going to have, um, you know, just based off of what I've seen, because initially I did think that each episode was kind of just like a story in itself, but it seems as though that there, there is going to be like a, a convergence of stories and like a little, you know, new super team put together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. I, 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 thought that um to kind of like just step back uh in terms of steve rogers uh having making the choice to have him be um i guess the, the first version of iron man um kind of yeah. uh was also pretty cool uh and it kind of like still gives that character um you know some sort of upgrade you know he's still still scrawny steve or skinny Steve, uh, as they call him. <laughs> it right. <Skinny. laughs> get, get his proper credit correct. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he he gets the all, all the Stark tech, um, and he he seems to learn how to use all that pretty quickly. So yeah. um, it's interesting to kind of see like how different his character, you know, is when he's like in a shell, I guess, of a of of an upgrade as opposed mm-hmm. to his his physical body being what what's what is leveled up and it also makes me wonder in this universe that peggy you know when she comes to the present time like is there an iron man right yeah that's what i'm thinking because like Uh when like you were saying earlier michael this is a story that we know but we see like with that one small change the further we get out in time like that ripple effect so with with steve being that kind of prototype iron man i don't think that we see the iron man as it exists now it's probably much more evolved at that point Tony Stark does not build it in a cave going like, I have a very unique idea. Instead, she's mm-hmm. like, let me just do what my dad did. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because, wow, my brain is like <laughs> doing the whole, because like, yeah. no, because you're right, because the whole reason, or not the whole reason, but like, I think Iron Man 2, I remember he watched the videos of his dad. His dad was saying like, hey, I need you to like find this thing that I couldn't find. His yeah. dad had the Tesseract. So his dad knew how to like, he yeah. used that as an energy search source. So now, Man, yeah, this is gonna be crazy now because it's like there's no need for him to figure out the pop. Oh man, I've got wow. even so- I've got even something more mundane, but still actually maybe <laughs> better, which is just that because Howard St- no, because <laughs> Howard Stark basically didn't have that hole in his life. Was he a better father to Tony? Mm. Did Tony grow mm. up in a, in a happier mm-hmm. house? And therefore, that. he just doesn't turn <laughs> into therefore, the and, asshole. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love that a, a happy family is the more mundane. <laughs> 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 a better father is like, oh, all right. Okay, yes, fly. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, when, when she gets pulled back out of the Tesseract, uh, I, I want to know, that's what I want to know more about. Was she just, she was apparently frozen inside the portal or inside the Tesseract, whatever the deal was there, frozen like... Um, like Scotty was in Next Generation episode where he's kind of stuck in the transporter. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? I know what, I know what you're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> so my dad was a huge Star, Star, yeah, Star, Wars, or Star Trek fan. Sorry. Yeah. This is like Star Trek. Uh, yeah. How I'm dare you keep... Curious how the, the, the physics of, of that particular particular moment. I, I reckon I, you get past it. But somebody, I, somebody, go ahead. I was about to say, I felt slightly cheated because when she goes through the portal originally before she pops out the other side, I was like, I want Peggy Carter in the hell dimension, basically just swinging a sword <laughs> left and right. Yeah. Tentacle monsters. Yeah. I think it's very similar to what to what Michael just said, because 
I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't help it because I'm in love with Peggy, uh, with Peggy Carter. So uh, uh, I watched a little bit of the review of New Rock Stars, and someone mentioned <laughs> how cool it would be. Is I don't think she was ever frozen. I think that happened like a blip. I think she went in, thought she was going no to hell. Time has passed, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then she comes out on the other side and is like, what happened? And kind of similar to Steve where, although Steve was frozen, but it was like, literally like, I just woke up, what happened? And 70, yeah. 60 years then passed. So I think, uh, and someone, they mentioned, it'd be cool if, if like in either the episode of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange's episode, or even in the movie, you see a live action Peggy Carter in the background somewhere, either floating or fighting <laughs> a fucking monster going through another portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I didn't think she was. I didn't think any time had passed because the tentacles came flying, flying back exactly, in right, right. as yeah. they as they they had. So I, I get that much. But yeah, I'm just curious about the. That's where I'm just stuck because it's it is very Scotty Scotty momentish. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Easily get past it. Uh, <laughs> other thoughts, fun things that popped up. It was just fun to see a non-tortured Bucky. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> it was like it was very wholesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I enjoyed the montage. Uh, yeah. Very yeah, true good. to the movie, but also fun on its own. Yeah. It had a lot of yeah. the same scenes, mm-hmm. um, you know, just with Peggy, which was pretty cool. But also yeah. had her like, you know, kind of atop a plane basically and, you know, slamming into the cabin of a, you know, of the, that was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was great to watch. I know, I know we talked about it a lot already, but like the recreation of so many scenes, like her and, and the, uh, I forgot the team name. But her and the team like coming through the the castle door, mm-hmm. the same way yeah, like yeah. Steve came through like shooting the yep. gun as her coming out. Like it was oof, so cool. Howling yeah. commandos, right? Howling commandos. Yep, yeah. yep, perfect. Yep. Anything? Any other? Any other thoughts before we get to the uh, winners and losers? Um, All right. Something may pop up when we do the uh, winners and losers. So let's hit them. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the losers, Marcelli. Um, I'm going to have to say, uh, skinny Steve, <laughs> skinny Steve, uh, he, he finally got the girl, you know, and, and mm. even, even though the girl, you know, seems like she'd be a lot more than he could handle. Like I mentioned before. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he, he ended up getting the girl and similar to Loki, <laughs> it's, it's like, as soon as, uh, yeah. he falls in love, uh, you know, somebody has to get pushed through a portal and, yeah. and then it's like all right i guess i guess that's over mm-hmm. um and, and i guess in in this particular sense he probably feels like oh well oh shit it makes me wonder like all right, is is this peggy gonna end up seeing an old ass steve kind of like how they like um yeah you know, how, how yeah. when he he ended up reuniting with with peggy in the movies like she was like super old and on her deathbed mm-hmm. um mm. Well, yeah, and in this universe does Endgame kind of play out and then she goes back in time and kind of spends her life whoa, with him whoa, <laughs> whoa. <That laughs> maybe yeah maybe like this super soldier Peggy hooks up with our super soldier Steve and then they make like a super soldier like- baby <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh, yeah, we know there are many multiverses uh, or the, yeah there are many there's a multiverse and there's many universes out there uh, and so we, and we also know that there are many universes with 
where Endgame has kind of played out, where Thanos has been defeated a bunch of times and there's just drawers full of Infinity Stones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael? Losers. Um, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, the Tooch, uh, Dr. Erskine, <laughs> if only because uh, I know we just said there's multiple multiverses. You know, there's a lot of universes out there, so I'm sure, you know, this is not true. But at the same time, if I were him, wherever he is, like wandering the halls of the TVA or whatever, going like, is there a universe where I don't die right after the formula gets administered? Is, is, is there a universe where I get to like savor my accomplishment a little bit? And so far, the answer is no. No, there is not. Mm-hmm. Keen. Uh, this is coming out of left field because I just had a wild thought. Um, I think the loser is Hydra because mm-hmm. I we don't know what happens to um, I can't remember his name. Uh, their scientist, uh, Stola, I think Stola. Zola. Um, Zola. Zola. Yeah. Zola. Um, because in our in our universe, he eventually becomes like that digital program. That's that a good like, point. Yeah, and kind of like gets in with uh, Shield and kind of like creates that 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 undercover splinter cell. So like in this one, the leader we visual everyone sees gets killed immediately, and we don't know where Zola is. And I don't know if he has because he doesn't have the Tesseract. Does he have that power to do it? So I think I think uh, Hydra is dead. So mm-hmm. they're the they're the loser. Defeated yeah. Hydra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my loser is Red Skull because he unleashed the beast and the beast squished him <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty damn quick. <laughs> like, well, I do have, sweet. <laughs> have a champion and here he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. Uh, let's hit those winners. Keen. Uh, winner, uh, James Buchanan, uh, AKA Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Uh, my man keeps his arm. He's not uh, tortured for yeah. 60 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll come back to a side winner a little later when, I, when we swing back around. Mm-hmm. All right. Marcelie? Um, I think this might be the first time I've done this, but I'm going to say Steve Rogers. I'm going to say Skinny Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny Steve still got the girl, uh, the pretty girl, despite uh, – you know, not His lack of size. He can't yeah. handle it. We know. Yeah, mm-hmm. he don't have no muscles. You know, all he has is bravery. Just gonna spin a him good like a personality. Top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you know, he was still able to charm Peggy um, despite not having the muscles because you know now we know that it wasn't you know Chris Evans' muscles that uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that were everything for uh, for her character in the real world, and yeah. you know. Sometimes being a, a nice guy in the MCU does pay off. Pays off, yeah. Michael. Howard Stark gets the Tesseract mm. and uh, he builds a whole, uh, what do they call it? The Hydra Stomper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The proto yeah. Iron Man. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's fairly accomplished in the movie, but this is a whole, whole, whole other level. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the only price he pays is he keeps um there, there's like a whole funny running joke basically of how like a little boy like howard stark is basically like always like you know kind of bumping into peggy or like in, like ruining their moments or stuff like that so it's which which, which was really funny so like but uh he uh you know he he does get to make those toys so good for him. Yeah, he was a fun little side character and he, yeah. he talked very 1940s as well he did. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Hey there, what do you got going on here huh? <laughs> oh, go ahead back to it yeah, get back on the trolley. Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, all those. I'm going to go with the the obvious uh, and say Agent Carter, uh, Colonel, or uh, now Captain Carter, possibly, um, as the as the big winner. 
got that serum. Uh, like Steve couldn't do it. Howard was like, I just push buttons. <laughs> you know, I'm a button pusher. <laughs> See? Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was to the much to the chagrin of uh, Colonel Colonel Flynn uh, before, during and after. And she's just like, go fuck yourself. I'm mm-hmm. doing it. You know, it was going to be a big waste. I'm going to take the serum and came out kicking ass immediately um, with authority. Cool. Side winner or loser for that uh, matter. My my side winner initially had one, but then I followed up a second one. My my first side winner was definitely Howard Stark because uh, one now that as far as we know, there's no Winter Soldier. He doesn't get killed back in 1991 or 1990 uh, very viciously. Uh, so that's definitely a big win. Yep. And my secondary secondary winner is whoever benefits from all that blood they took from Peggy because yeah they tried they tried with Steve. And I think because Steve was initially way weaker than Peggy, I don't think they could do anything with it. But because Peggy's starting point was like way higher and way more solid, they might be able to do something with her blood mm-hmm. that they couldn't do with mm-hmm. Steve's. Mm-hmm. 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 Solid, solid reasoning. Uh, any other side winners, losers? I have a side loser who is Zola, uh, only because he has very little screen time, honestly, but he's much more pathetic uh, here than he was in the movie. Oh, and shiza. He, and he gave, <laughs> and, and he provides, like, I, I thought this moment was really funny, basically, when he's, when he's like, kind of, he's sniveling, but defiant. And he tells Peggy, just like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you anything. Cut to Peggy at the table going, he told me everything. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. It was great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Side winner, uh, Daryl Hammond, uh, for getting in there as oh, Nazi yeah. general. Uh, Nazi general! The part that everyone always wants to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the Third Reich is dead. <laughs> Long live Hydra. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that'll do it for the, for the pod. Uh, does anybody have anything coming up they want to plug? Other than the bunch of crossroad shows that will be listed in the episode notes that start tomorrow. Um. Yeah, I was gonna plug all that. Honestly, that and um, uh, uh, locking up me and Marsley and James Black Wrestling Podcast. Listen to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and follow on Instagram because those are really too. fun. <laughs> That's a really fun account. Uh, in my opinion, uh, which look as much as I love cartoons. <laughs> give me some damn good writing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you give me some good writing, I'm all about it, and that's what uh, that's what the the good fight is all about. And mm-hmm. if you have if you've never heard of either Christine Baranski or her laughing, you're welcome. <laughs> as soon as you hear her laugh one time, you're welcome. Yeah, you're in. Anyone else? Uh, just follow me on social media. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> really I'm. Yeah, I know, right? I'm a um, really well, good account to follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to uh, be in a few of the the shows this weekend, the improv shows, because of my wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, we, I don't know exactly what we're doing yet, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> don't tell my wife. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that that'll be fun, and um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, just make sure you go to all the shows this weekend if you're in the Philly area because mm-hmm. they're going to be good. They're going to be yeah. really, really good. XRoadsComedy.com for all the info on shows and podcasts that we do. All right. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Marcelie. Thank you, Michael. And thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.